alright if you love soul music and folk to make a difference. We got good vibes, good music, and good conversation. We vibe it with a young love. What's poppin' everybody? Ayanla here. Welcome to episode one of Vibin' with Ayanla. So this is going to be a podcast where you are going to hear me interviewing upcoming R&B artists, soul artists, entrepreneurs, influencers, and anyone else in the community that are making an impact. So today's first episode is pretty much near and dear to my heart. I decided to go ahead and put my sister, my best friend, as my very first honored guest, Deja Nicole. Say what's up to the people of Vibin' with Ayanla. Hey, y'all. Like Yanni said, I'm Deja, Deja Nicole. I'm just excited to be here with my girl. It's been a long time coming, so yes. I'm, I'm excited. Yes. Yeah, so so <laughs> let me give you all, for the people that may not know um, Deja and I, our relationship, it goes way back. It goes back. So I'm, I'm going to tell them a little <laughs> bit of our history here so they can understand how, how close and near and dear you are to me. Yeah. So um, back in 2014, everybody, back in 2014, um, I had applied to go to this school in North Carolina. It was called High Point University. Okay. The school was amazing. It had (laughs) everything and more. I feel like any college student or any senior in high school that would have seen that school would have been like, I'm going here, right? They had everything, (laughs) y'all. They had everything. So I applied to this school and I got accepted. Everything was was fine and dandy. And what they do when they are pairing up um, roommates, they make you take a survey. That way they can kind of like best match who would work with who best. And, you know, just based off a bunch of different things. I can't even remember all of the questions that was on there, but there were so many random questions on there. So they ended up matching me with Deja, everybody, okay? And literally... When we first met each other it was just like I like you you like me we're cool <laughs> like this is this is gonna work great so we exchanged numbers we started talking every day because again this was somebody that I was gonna have to live with we were gonna have to live with each other so we made it a point to of course talk to each other get to know each other more and we spoke every single day like all the time so Deja in that short amount of time you all became like my BFF like we were ready to be high yeah, point roommates yeah. yeah like we were ready for it. <laughs> We were planning out the room, who was going to have what, like everything was, yeah. Yeah, everything was in place, you all. Everything was in place. And when it came down to the time for us to move in, because I mean, by this time now, I pretty much. I visited the school. I went to the Orient. I went to everything. (laughs) I was sold, you all. I was sold. And literally right at the end of that, High Point wrote me and was like, look, we need more money from you in order to attend this school. And High Point was, is it a private? It's a private. It's a private school. University, right? Yeah, it's a private university, you all, which that's not cheap. Like, if you want to go ahead, look up High Point University and look up their tuition. It's not cheap. (laughs) At at all. It's it's not. It's not cheap. And granted, I mean, I had like some scholarships and things that I got from high school and, you know, they helped me a little bit, but but High Point was expensive, okay? So, you know, right at the last minute, I wasn't able to attend High Point. And I think like my heart was broken, (laughs) but like me and Deja both were like heart 
broken. in shambles. Like, no, we were heartbroken. Like, it just it wasn't gonna happen. So, luckily, me and her decided to stay in contact with each other, which I find to be like the best thing that we mm-hmm. ever could have done. And um, you know, we stayed in touch that entire time. That was 2014, and we're now in. 2021 and and let me remind you you all we still have yet to meet in person (laughs) it's so crazy like what (laughs) yeah like we still have yet to meet in person okay like all of this has been nothing but pure just communication and Mm -hmm. and having each other's back I mean Deja has sent me birthday cards Deja has sent me cards for all types of things Deja has supported me through some of the toughest times I call Deja when I'm going through things she calls me and again we have not met yet so I mean to have a relationship like that with somebody I mean that's special and that's something that you know you you keep when I was coming up with vibing with Ayala I told myself I wanted to interview of course the R&B and soul artists but I also said you know what I want to get entrepreneurs and and influencers and people that deserve to get their flowers while they're here while they're working hard while they can like that's important to me and literally you all the first person that popped up I was like you know what I'm gonna interview Deja (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna interview Deja um you all Deja works so hard like she's one of the most talented women like honestly you know they tell you you're supposed to have friends in your circle that inspire you to be better and and level up and things like that. Deja <laughs> is that friend. Like when I'm talking to Deja, I'm like, you know what? Let me go get my stuff together because Deja got all her stuff together and I need to go get my stuff together. My so so I, I stay I stay on my P's and my Q's with Deja in my circle. And like I said, you all, Deja was somebody that I had to interview first because I mean, inspiring, super, super inspiring. Mm-hmm. Every time I speak to you, you're always doing something <laughs> new. You're always into something. So I feel like it's only right that they hear about you your journey how you got Thank here you. how you became the Deja Nicole <laughs> like she's she's been through a lot you all so Deja please go ahead and share with us from how did you get to where you are go ahead and tell us the story tell us the journey <laughs> okay um well I guess I'll start at high point you know so yes. um yeah like Yanni said I went to high point university I was a communication major with a concentration in journalism and double minors in dance and photography so as you can see I don't know how to sit still (laughs) just from that like major title alone yeah so I knew at high point I did not want to do broadcast journalism that was something about me. I was like, I don't want to be in front of the camera, like put me behind it. or. Just but I think that's what paper. helped us click. That I think that's yeah. what helped us click where we both were in the journalism Realm. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah. both in that journalism field. So that that's yeah, something like, that you I got love. the mic. You can keep the mic. I'll keep the pen <laughs> behind the scenes. Yeah, right. so at High Point, I did a lot of um, print work. And spent a lot of my time in a dark room um, doing film photography and exhibits and anything photo related, dance, you name it. I was in it. I was in there like somewhere. So High Point had their news station on campus. You know, they had a um, makeshift news station. And as much as I hated being in front of the camera, they had Mm -hmm. me anchoring a lot of the time. So, you know, I got that experience of being an anchor and being a producer and writing scripts and 
you know, going to different events and being on the scene and interviewing people. Nice. So from that, I was like, okay, yeah, the same for me, dog. Like, <laughs> where's the nearest newspaper? So, you know, took all of that experience and just tucked it into the back of my, you know, mental file cabinet like okay I I know I want print that's that's something in my life where I I don't like breaking news I think it's very impersonal you don't really get to sit with the subject or the the meat the heart of the matter so um during my time there I really learned long form storytelling is my passion so um I took a class called documentary I think it was like documentary storytelling or something to that effect it was with photography And that year, it was my junior year, spring semester, and we focused on immigrants and refugees within the High Point community. So from Mm. that, we did a photo series called See Me Working, no, See Me Looking with Intention, which is about the 10% of the High Point community, which is made up of immigrants and refugees in that area. So I had the opportunity to work with a uh, Somali mother who was, she was taking refuge in High Point. She had three kids with her, living with her, her husband, and her oldest son was back in Ethiopia with his grandmother. Oh, wow. So she was just heartbroken, trying to find ways to get him back to the States with her, but it was to no avail. So really spending that time with her um, and her kids, making those photos, and as a class, all of our individual photos and our collective work was exhibited in the High Point Museum. Yeah, so my work is archived at that museum to this day. If I go back, hey, can you pull up 2017, put my name, it'll come up. So for me, she's published. (laughs) She's published. Real deal over here. For me, that was huge because I was like, okay, I can do this. Like if I put in the time, I like spending one-on-one time um, versus, oh, there's a fire on 42nd <laughs> right. like, Constitution Ave. Like it's right. a fire. Like go to, no, I don't want to do that. Like I don't want to tell that somebody mama died in a fire. Like that, yeah. don't get Susie to do that. Cause that, that's not my calling. No. From there, I also worked with International Civil Rights Center and Museum in Greensboro, North Carolina, which is the location of the sit-in gala, where the sit-in movement happened with the Greensboro Four. So um, I was able to go and photograph the sit-in gala for 2018 and met Deborah Lee, who at the time was over BET. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing those pictures. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Charles Obest, who was the busboy at the time of the sit-in. So just meeting all these influential people really let me know, Deja, you can do this. And that was my just trajectory, like, I know I want to work with Black lives and making a difference and civil rights and progressing our our people and our Mm -hmm. future. What made you before High Point? Mm -hmm. So let's say high school. Was there something in high school that made you be like, you know what? That's the field I want to go down. That's what I want to do. Was there a moment that was like, you know what? I'm going to do journalism. I'm going to do documentaries I'm gonna do photography and everything else what so it was really photography for me that shifted my whole perspective of hey this is a possibility so I think it was 2012 my mom's brother my uncle remarried to this to my aunt now um she's (laughs) Egyptian 
but he met her in Kuwait. And nice. when we met her for the first time, she came to our grand my grandparents' house in North Carolina and she was calling through photos or shifting through photos on her laptop. And I was walking by the dinner table, like, who's that? Like, what right. are you doing? Like, I see all these photos and that's cool. She's like, oh, uh, I was in Turkey and I was taking pictures of these people and I got to know them. Um, I said, well, what brought you to Turkey? She said, oh, well, I was in this photography workshop with this um, photographer and we traveled to different countries and I got to spend X amount of time with these people in Turkey. And I was like, you're back up, hold up. Because right. of your camera, this this simple tool, you were able to travel the world and make these ama- amazing photographs. She's like, yeah. I was like, yep, mom, That's dad, it. give me a camera, <laughs> give me a camera for Christmas. Like, I know what I want. And from there, like I, you cannot separate, separate me from a camera. And that in that moment, it wasn't, I want to be a journalist. I want to do documentary storytelling, but that mm-hmm. was definitely the foundation for everything that is to come and has happened ever since in my life. So definitely because my uncle remarried and me, seeing my aunt shifting and culling through photos at a Thanksgiving dinner table, that is what changed the trajectory of my life to be a documentary storyteller and have now my own business as right. the owner of my own photography company, soon to be studio. Yeah. Like if it so wasn't you, for her, I wouldn't be here. So you 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 earn your degree from High Point mm-hmm. and you earned your degree in what? Uh communicate Bachelor of Arts and Communication. Okay, so you, so you, you're done with high point. You're done with school. What was the next step in the career? Because I know that, especially <laughs> for people that may not be familiar with like communications and, mm-hmm. and communication degrees and journalism, like it's kind of one of those things. Like in order for you to get hired somewhere, you have to have like some experience. type of experience, mm-hmm. and it also kind of goes into um, you know, who you know, who the connections right. are. Like you kind of have to work your way in there. So you, you graduate. You're done with college and then what were the next steps for you (laughs) yeah so I graduated I graduated in 2018 spring of 2018 and you know High Point does a marvelous job of saying you know 96 percent of all graduates get a job within their first year of yeah, yeah, I was on graduation. That's what they promised at the orientation. Yes, so I'm like, oh, <laughs> bet I'm gonna come out here with my degree. Shawty gonna have a job making bank. Yeah, you gonna walk straight into the to the station. Like, let's go. <laughs> I would. I want my butt straight on back to Maryland. <laughs> I had no job when I graduated. So yeah, you know, I was without a job for the first couple of months. Um, but then I just got tired of sitting on my butt. And all doing all this job searching, waiting for people to get back to me. So one day I was like, you know what? I've had enough. Let me just print out a resume, bring my portfolio. I have a portfolio with just a stack of my prints from the darkroom in it. And I was like, you know what? I know people not looking for darkroom. We are digital, but this is what I have. Brought that in. And I walked straight into the nearest newspaper um, office. And I said, are y'all, are y'all hiring? Like, you know, it's funny you ask. We are, you know, we're looking for a crime and court supporter. Have you ever wrote crime and court? I said, no, I haven't, but I'm willing to learn. Here's my resume. Let's talk. And two days later, they called back. Like, we have a job. You know, we'll see you next Monday. And the rest was history. So I worked um, crime and courts for about six months. And I liked it, actually. I liked the fast pace of it. I loved getting to rip and run up and down the highway um, in Southern Maryland where I live. You get to meet different folks. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I worked in the municipality, which is just a small town run by a mayor, uh, for those that are unfamiliar, and did a lot of feature stories. So for me, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed connecting with other people and pulling up people's uh police file i was gonna say was it ever was it ever like getting to a point where you might have started feeling i don't know like kind of depressed because you're having to deal with all the crime and the honestly looking things my first yeah my first story i had to write was about this um high schooler who was shot and killed and he oh. was he was in the senior year and he was shot and killed. That's literally tough. a couple months before he would have graduated high school. And for me, I was like, wow, this is my first story. Like, <laughs> welcome. Be right in the rest of the <laughs> right. like, yeah, welcome. Like, this is <laughs> I was like, okay. But you know, over time, I'm very I feel like during that period of my life, I was very detached from things. I wasn't really allowing myself to feel things as they were happening mm. anyway. So it didn't phase me too much. But the job itself, what I was doing, I didn't mind. I liked it. But the editor is what caused... I ended up qu- uh, quitting. I, I left the job in March mm-hmm. of 2019 because I experienced racial and sexual discrimination oh, um, I was being mistreated yeah in the workplace and it was only like four of us in the workplace at any given time I was the youngest in there and I was the only black female oh my goodness so it was just a lot and I got a smart mouth so I was like <laughs> do I sit here and get fired because I cut this man out or <laughs> do I right. with dignity and just resign so I resigned because I was like you're not gonna sit up here and talk to me like I'm stupid or you know because you have a chip on your shoulder because I came in and I'm doing so well right the the however many months six months I was there no so you know God's timing is perfect always definitely the day I put in that resignation letter two days later I got an email from um, the George Washington University saying congratulations you have been accepted into our Masters of Arts in Media Photojournalism program. Woo! Hey, God, look at you. <laughs> now I see you looking out. Yes. <laughs> what are you doing? Won't he will. So I, you know, that was my next step from there was So you went to, to an, uh, is that a, um, two? It's another uh, private like, school. Okay, it's a program. private school, two-year, okay. Mm-hmm. Two-year program here in D.C., so. And what opportunities came out of that? Like, what made you say, you know what, high point, and that degree wasn't enough. I want to go mm-hmm. back to school and get this extra education or this extra step under my mm-hmm. belt. So actually, I wanted to go to Clark Atlanta for their African-American studies oh, wow. master's program. But I ended up not applying just because of some family issues and ended up at GW. GW's program is unmatched. Their new media photojournalism program is unmatched. My school building the Corcoran is a museum for one. Wow. For two, I could like if, if the White House wasn't gated up and you know security on <laughs> I could I could walk to the White House. It is literally across the street from my school building. Oh wow. Like, I kid you not. Just the locality of everything, the professors that I have, Washington works for the Washington Post, National Geographic, Time, like you you name it, they're there. So for me that was I was like, I have to be stupid. Not to right, not not to take the opportunity to pursue right with me wanting to pursue long form storytelling. I was like, how could I not? So I'm very glad that I um got accepted two days after quitting the job, and I stuck through it. My skills in photo editing, photography, my eye has gotten better. 
video I like I said broadcast and undergrad was not my thing I shot away <laughs> from it but now like I enjoy video I enjoy doing video the way I think about stories and storytelling is completely different and I was even able to take a business class for specifically for photographers so after that nice. class last spring, learning about contracts and how to launch my business, LLCs, trademarks through that one semester course. Oh, wow. They taught you all that at the school. Yeah. Now, see, that's yep. something you don't <laughs> hear about every single yep. day. That's amazing. Yeah. So through that, I was able to learn about contracts and LLC, how to, you know, how to properly price and do, you know, right. what I need to do to get my business off the ground. Wrote my business plan in that class, nice. not thinking months later, I would actually launch my own business in the height of the pandemic. Launched the business in my master's program in September 1st of 2020. And my baby is going strong. So, you know, that's, yes. that's where I'm at. And I, I graduate the 13th, did my final, you know, capstone presentation today. So just knocked that out the water. Like, it, it's so been you, a while. You just ride. graduated. And what did you, what did you get when you graduated? You said you got a degree. Was it a master's? What, how did that? So this will be my master of art in new media photojournalism. And I earned that on the 13th. Yes. Okay. So mm-hmm. I know you all are hearing the black excellence here on, <laughs> on this episode. The black Thank excellence. You, yeah. It's probably going to be hard for people to follow up. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, <laughs> Deja, like I told you all, Deja has been like ever since I've known her, has been just working, 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 working. I don't working. know how to sit still. <laughs> and, and honestly, it's like she built the perfect foundation for yourself. You know what I'm saying? You started off in one thing and you pretty much built it off of that one thing so when you graduated just recently you said I know you said you launched your business in um during the pandemic so Mm -hmm. tell us tell us that process because this is photography this is you you all if you all go to my um hair product glowandgrowessentials.com and you go to my page all the photos on that website (laughs) are taken by Deja so my product photos are taken by Deja the the people she used Deja Deja I literally hit her up one day and I was like Deja I need product photos and I need to do a photo shoot and I want like some models all I told her you all was I want them to wear white t-shirts and jeans I didn't give her anything else to work with besides put my product in it and when I tell you all if you go to that website glowandgrowessentials.com and you look at these pictures you'll probably be like what and she just started (laughs) like literally she sent them back to me and I was just like did beyond what I could even (laughs) imagine like and, and, and again this is coming from somebody that started off doing newspaper and now she's mm-hmm. awesome at photography you all like I'm, I'm gonna make sure to link everything <laughs> so you all can go see the photography and the work that she puts in with her with her studio and everything she's doing but tell us how that was for you just getting that up and started especially Ooh. during this this panorama this pandemic this <laughs> Patricia needs to sit down and go away okay yeah yes. right <laughs> no it was definitely for me kind of a lot of people had it rough during the pandemic, you know, but let me tell y'all, you girl ain't need a house for some money. So I had a lot of time to sit here and say, okay, what type of business do I want? How do I, you know, want it to operate? Just a lot of things were circulating through my head and I was getting clients coming in. Deja, can you take my pictures? Oh, sorry, no, I'm not going outside yet. Losing clientele because I'm just working like trying to set my business up not for the now but for the future 
Right. So really just sitting down and mapping things out. How can I stand out from the crowd? What will really set me apart? I'm not here for the digital. Like everybody likes airbrush. Yeah. Don't come to me because you ain't going to get airbrush. i show you <laughs> as you are, period. So like really that, just though. taking that time. Thank you to, you know, just figure out what is my aesthetic? What is my brand? What am I about? What is my vision? And through that, I started working on my business in, I'll say June, beginning of June, late May, and launched September 1st. My first client came in two or three days before I actually launched my business. And my first sale was $1,600. Nice. So how nervous were you when you finally had that chance? in my boots. I was shaking in my (laughs) boots because I was like, God, I haven't even officially launched yet. And here you just laid $1,600 in my lap because you know I can do it. So for me, you know, going out there and sending out my deliverables and spending time with the client. So it was a um, engagement session and client and fiance love the photos, telling other people just work speaking for itself. I don't have to go out and, you know, broadcast what I do. People are coming to me. So that made me feel good. And I, from September to December, I only had two clients. Wow. And I still, even though I had two clients, I was like, okay, that's fine. But this work is going to carry me through. And then in the height of the new year, you know, I was doing work with you. And I had, you know, here and there people coming to me. But April, this past month, everything was like, boom, everything (laughs) fell in my lap. And I'm like, where's everybody coming from? Like, how are you? Oh, such and such told me about you. I need you for my graduation shoot. Are you doing you're doing weddings now? Can I book you for your wedding? For my wedding, can you do this? Did you do that? Nice. Yeah, I do. Come, come on to Bougie Day Studios. I got y'all. So everything has really been paying off, and I, I'm seeing the hard work that I put in during this down season. And when I felt crazy, like, is it really worth it? Is my business even gonna? I, I'm launching a business in a pandemic. right. How successful is last? this gonna be? <laughs> right. Will it last during the pandemic? After the pandemic? And I have faith that it will. So this is the work I do, and I love, you know, print. Oh wow! So, so for a photographer. Mm-hmm. let's say I am just getting my camera I'm just getting into this what's the what's the steps like I know you went to school and everything but let's say for somebody that may not be able to go to a university or may mm-hmm. not be able to go to school to get their you know master's or their bachelor's for this and all I got is me and my camera <laughs> what advice would you give to somebody that's an ex- aspiring photographer that wants to open up their own studio that wants to get into that what what advice would you give them? Because I mean, like you said, your first two months, you only had what two, mm-hmm. you said two clients. Like, yeah. what do you do? <laughs> how do you, how do you know? Like, okay, should I just go out and just shoot random things and, and just upload it and hope somebody sees me or what, what steps would you give somebody yeah. that's just beginning? So I say, if you're just beginning, not even on a business scale, but if you're just trying to get into photography and take it seriously, or even if it's a hobby, shoot every day, shoot every day. Do not put that camera down because it's a skill that you will never perfect, Mm. but it's a skill that you will continue to fall in love with if you don't give up on it. Find a mentor, find friends, find your community that does work similar to the type of art form that you want. So, you know, there's so many different styles of photography. There's different ways of editing, different ways of taking the photos. Like you have to find your own niche and stick with it. But 
also explore like is this really what I want or is it not so definitely find a mentor who can guide you through it don't put that camera down don't be afraid to mess up don't be afraid to mess up because I've taken pictures that at the time I'm like oh this is fire like I right like I did this and I look back on it not even years later months later I'm like I took that how how was the process I don't know if you dealt with this before but have you ever taken some photos of a product or a person and they were just like Deja I'm I'm not a fan of these I don't really I don't really (laughs) like these or if that hasn't happened to you if that was to happen to you how do you go about that criticism because I mean this is your work this is something you're passionate about you're probably sitting there with your camera like I'm killing it and then you you do everything and this person tells you like this was not what I wanted (laughs) so thankfully that has never happened to me thank y'all she a beast Um, y'all heard it no seriously thankfully (laughs) that has never happened to me but you know I think being open to criticism is huge because if you're not open to criticism not just in photography but in life you will never grow You cannot be so high on your horse Mm. that you are not ready to take the criticism and the feedback of somebody else and, you know, apply it. Now, take it with a grain of salt, but especially in this field, in this industry, you can always get better. Nothing is perfect. Even, you know, the top photographers in this industry, they're not perfect. Their work is not perfect. It's, don't get me wrong, it's 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 up there, (laughs) but there's always something to work at. You know, somebody's like, hey, Deja, could we try this? You know, can we try this concept? I've worked with people who, you know, have presented pieces of work or concepts they've had. I'm like, I've never done that before, but let's try it. You know, we're going to work through it. And they're like, wow, okay, this was actually really good. I was like, yeah, but you know, I'm not really feeling this. Oh, yeah, you're right. Like I can point things out and say something about this photo is not right. Let's shift the lighting or let's, you know, let's try this. And you have to be able to talk through it and see what doesn't work. You have to train your eye to see things that do not work. Because when you can do that, the next time you'll get better and you won't make that same mistake, but there's going to be a mistake that you didn't see the time right. that you can continue building on. So always just being open to criticism, being open to being better than the person you were the last day or being better, taking the best photo than the day before. Right. Photography is all about light. That's all it is. Photography is light and how well you capture the light. So and, and you bring these moments and it kind of reminds me like how you said earlier when you were, um, you know, taking photos of the woman who she was trying to get her son to come to the U.S. You know, it's like you're mm-hmm. capturing special moments for people most of the time, you know, whether it's a graduation, yeah. a wedding or whatever, whatever it is you're doing, you know. And I feel like a lot of the times, especially because I mean, I understand photographers, you all take pride in your work. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's important, like you said, for people to understand that, you know, hey, like your work isn't always going to be perfect. But understand mm-hmm. also on the on the receiving end, this is a special moment for somebody and, and yeah. they want they want their (laughs) photo or their whatever it is you're doing or taking they want that to come out how they you know envisioned Mm. it because that's a special moment photographers bring that that moment to life you know definitely photography is an extension of not just the recipient but the ones behind the lens and your work in any like art form anything that you do your work is a reflection in an extension of you as Erica Badu said I'm an artist and I'm sensitive 
about my right (laughs) i'm sensitive about my work like i really it really makes my day when clients and friends just like deja i i see your growth i see how much you have grown since we were in school together at high point to where you are today girl it's crazy i'm like I didn't know I needed that, you know, somebody yeah. to say your work is good or that, you know, I see you hustling. I see you keep going. Don't stop because you're on to something and don't look to the left or to the right when it comes to, right. you know, what you're doing, whether it's your business, the hobby, just your life in general. Do not look at what they're doing. Don't look at what they're doing because that's their own path. That's their own unique individual journey that if you try and put their shoes on, they just might not fit you. Right. Or it may not be your time to walk down that path. So really just keep your eyes on your prize and you're going to get to where you're supposed to be in due time. And we get, I need like a, we need the church bells, the choir. We need something for that moment. Cause that was the moment (laughs) right there. I feel like they need to hear you. We need her louder. So so I want to talk a little bit about the documentary you just did. Okay. Because that's a big moment. That was different. That's something totally different than just sitting behind the camera and taking a photo. So explain the process of that. Explain what that was like for you all the way up until you premiered it to the people to be criticized today (laughs) to be criticized how was how did you even get into documentaries like that how how did that process come about um so it came about from that class with um the immigrants and refugees in high point like from that moment I was like this is what I want to do like I want to tell long long form stories with people who look like me, who with people whose voices go unheard and whose lives go unseen. I want to lend my platform to you. It's not about my voice, it's about yours and how I can help you tell your story. So my documentary is called Black and Dangerous and it is a collaborative piece. It is my baby, it is my heart. It utilizes poetry, video, still photos, just narratives of people like you and me, people who um, are a part of the African diaspora living in America, who mm-hmm. face daily, have been who have been labeled. Like as a Black person, I don't right. care who you think you are, you are part of the Black community and we have this label on us. Mm-hmm. We have been labeled by American society as filling right. the blank, dangerous, lazy, whatever it is, a rapid <laughs> thing. And the purpose of this project is to take dangerous and redefine it for the individual. So through this, I gave everybody a, all of the <laughs> participants received a journal and I gave them prompts that they filled out and everybody answered um, the prompts so unique to them and everybody as an individual are just so marvelous and I'm so appreciative of each and every person that was a part of this body of nice. work. It's not finished. It's not over. It's still growing. Like the more people that come to me, the more I'm accepting to further this work. So long story short, like I said, still, so I love portraiture. Um, portrait, I did... Um, I'm calling them episodes. They're just short Mm -hmm. narratives from their journals and they express what makes them dangerous, what makes them unique and a positive threat to society, what makes them stand out from the crowd. And their stories, their narratives are just so powerful. Like, And see, that's what I was going to ask you. Out of all the stories that you've received so far, which one for you was like, wow, this is this is something. My cousin, so far, my cousin, my cousin, um, Jackie, she really stepped up to the plate and put her all into this project as a collaborator. I learned things about my cousin I never knew before. So for me, it wow. was like 
wow, like, this is my cousin? Like, okay, sis, like, you're a tough cookie. Like, I have mad props to you. I respect you, sis. That's my cousin. Like, I love her to death. The vulnerability she's shown and the way that she expresses herself is unmatched. And she is a dangerous Black woman. She is fierce. She is everything that she shared in her journal. And me being able to curate a piece based off of the story she told and bring it to life and share that today or premiere it for my final critique today, I was so nervous. I was shaking. <laughs> I was shaking while I was talking. But everybody's like, no, like, I can tell you're nervous. You seem confident. So I was like, well, you know, <laughs> I'm glad I don't look, I wasn't looking how I felt, you know? My cousin's piece was the, the video the story that I'm most proud of so far as the first piece to, you know, air and that I have out right now, my my cousin's video is the one I'm most proud of currently. I'm just excited to see where it goes. So when it came down to crit- criticism, like artist talks, when pe- artists critique each other's work, it's like- I know it's different. Nitty gritty. Because like, you all know what you're supposed to be looking for and what's mm-hmm. wrong and what's right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sitting here, like, I took a very non-traditional path with my program. Like I did not do anything. Like I said, no breaking news very intimate storytelling the traditional arc of a storyline was not followed I took a very creative process because I'm a creative individual like I'm not going to limit myself to a thought so it was very unique and what happened today I was so overwhelmed I did not get criticism I got all praise nobody on the panel none of the people that were there to critique work not one of them said do anything different. They said, I love this. I love, keep sharing these stories. Keep going. There was not, nice. not one thing was to do differently. And the conversations that I wanted to have or to, to start with my project were started today. We're started. So that was just a huge, I was so overwhelmed. I was tearing up. I was crying. Man, I'm I proud of you. In, I'm proud I was of you. in it and I was feeling it. Thank you. So this was definitely a huge milestone in my documentary career. So I'm I'm just ready for the world to see. I'm ready to get more collaborators on this project. I'm ready to keep telling other people's stories because I, if if the dialogue continues like it did today, oh, it's going to be huge. What are the plans for your studio? What are the future plans for the studio, for photography, for, for documentary? What do you want to do with this just in the future? Because I, I know you are not comfortable where you are. So I know it's only going to continue to grow. So what are what's yes. the what's the goal? What you, what do you see yourself doing with this? So with my business, I do intend on having my own brick and mortar studio. That is the goal. Um, I want to teach others how to take photographs and tell stories through their art form. Um, I'm getting into the wedding industry, so wedding photography is on the horizon. Book me up, cause book <laughs> book me while you can, because listen, once I take off. The price is going up. Uh, uh, no, the price is going <laughs> up. Like, I may have just launched, but I haven't started my business in 2020, but I am not new to this. I'm true to this. I've been here for a while. Period. And I know the type of work I create. So, yes, yeah, studio on the way, wedding photography, that's next step. And I'm, I'm loving what I'm doing and the growth I've seen already with it. 
Um, definitely mentoring young photographers, getting them where they want to be. I, I have a lot that I can't share. Oh yeah, nah, nah. Some stuff, just, some stuff know, gotta be yeah. secret. Some mm-hmm. stuff gotta be kept, kept hidden. You know what I'm saying? This some what I've got under my hidden. belt. You know, you know. I know so how you coming. I already know. Yeah, but no, documentary. I have a lot in store because my heart is in this. It's not about me. It's about the people that look like you and me, and those, you know, even those who don't, those people that don't have the voice to tell their own story. Somebody that needs my assistance, I'm right. there for them. So I have a lot just I know it's gonna in come my mind together. that needs to come out, and you know, I, I know it's gonna come together. Gonna come. I know Thank it's gonna you. come together. I've watched you go from point A, and now you're getting <laughs> to to the, and I'm not even say you're at the end because I mean this is really only the beginning. Yeah. It honestly feels like this is only the beginning you know what I'm saying for everything else that's to come so one thing I want to ask you before we wrap Mm -hmm. up here one thing I want to ask you because as you know I'm an R&B and soul lover okay I Mm -hmm. I love all things R&B for you people out there that are wondering why is she only interviewing upcoming R&B and soul artists because that's my favorite (laughs) genre like it's the best music ever to me you know so if you had to use one R&B or soul song to describe your life right now or how you feel right now what would be the R&B song or or if if that's too you know kind of on the spot right now to think about (laughs) what is that R&B song that every day you could just turn it on and you know what you you get the good vibes from it that's the song that puts you in the mood and you're like you know what this is my jam so favorite R&B song or give me a song that describes your life right now I can give you both can I give All right, both? let's do that. Okay. Give me both. Okay. Give me both. <laughs> so currently, I want you around by Snow Allegra. Oh, see, I haven't heard that. See, this is why. Oh, girl, get on it. Get I'm on it. Get on it. Yeah, I need to write that down. Oh, Snow Allegra. I want you around. That song probably describes how I'm feeling in life right now. And my all-time favorite R&B artist of all time. I'm not even gonna say song, just artist. Um, oh dang, I can't. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm kind of. I can't say that. Interested in this? I can't say that. I can't say that. Hold up now. Let me backtrack. Okay, let's do top three. Let's do top three. Okay, top three. Top three. Okay, I'm an old. I'm an old soul. I'm a neo soul girl. So Erica, she got to be on the list. That yes, Erica, music soul child. Mm, That's another good one. Yeah, and I mean you got two good, good good two artists right now. You on a good, you on a good roll right now. So. So your third one got to be fire or at least up there. Yeah. Okay. This is an album or this is an artist who ain't, she hasn't come out with no type of new nothing, but I don't care what is going on <laughs> in life. I can play any song by her and it will pick me up. Lauren Hill. You know what? I, I can, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Like it, it's something about the miseducation and her live album. Yeah. Like yeah. those two, that's all she really got, you know, out there for us. <laughs> but it, it, it's, I'm it's a, not I'm going to accept that. I'm going to accept that. I'm going to accept that. I'm okay with those top three. <laughs> I am going to check out that song, though, because yes. I've never even heard of that artist. So you just got me hip to something today. So Deja, tell the people where they can find you, where they need to go to book with you. If you all are having a wedding, if you need your product, <laughs> product photography, <laughs> yeah, like where can they find you? Tell them where they need to go to find you. So for business, you can find me at the Bouja Day Studios. That's the T H E V U J A D E 
studio. Um, my personal account is Deja Nicole. That's Nicole with a Y, not an I. <laughs> and I rock with y'all. Thank you so much, Yanni, my good sis. Yes. My forever it's, friend. It's I appreciate you. Yes, it's been my pleasure. <laughs> By the way, you all, you know, Deja has done amazing things and nobody ever interviewed her. And I'm highly disappointed in all you people out there <laughs> that had your opportunity to interview her. But now... When she becomes a billion, trillion, gazillionaire, I can be the first one to say, well, I interviewed her back when she was just starting. (laughs) But Deja, thank thank you you. so much for choosing to do this with me. And thank you so much for being the amazing sister and support. I mean, y'all, like I said, I I call Deja at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, like tripping, okay? And Deja will get me back down to the calm zone. Back to earth, yes. So Deja, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Everybody, please make sure that you check out Deja's work online on all the social media platforms. I will make sure to link them. That way you all can find them at home and book with my girl because she is one of the best photographers in her area. I mean, she's going she's gonna to take over the world with this. Y'all gonna see Deja's <laughs> stuff all over the place. I guarantee it. I guarantee you. So thank you so much, Deja, for tuning in. Everybody, make sure to follow Vibing with Ayanla on all social media platforms. And until next time, I'm going to keep providing you all with the good vibes the good music and the good conversations we are gonna get out of here later Ooh, thanks, thanks. Bye. Yeah, we vibing with a young love.